0: The year was 1886, and unsurprisingly, people were bored. Like, really, really bored. So bored, in fact, that thousands and thousands of people regularly paid to watch several tons of steel be violently thrown around in the name of entertainment. Safety precautions had yet to be invented, and there were no rules. Ever. So sit back, relax, and let me tell you a story about our fellow mayhem enthusiasts from back in the day. Uh, I think I know where this is going. Oh, it's a disaster. I'm so intrigued. Uh, just wait, it gets worse. We are just the masters of disasters, aren't we? Calamity Janes. Welcome to Calamity Janes, a podcast where two sisters to anything but plain Janes talk about disasters, calamity, mayhem, I am Bailey. I'm Madison. And this week, we are going to talk about, what are we talking about this week? What are we telling our best friends about this week, Madison? We are telling our best friends about the crash at Crush. Ooh, still as cryptic as the intro made it sound. I gotta be honest, I have no idea what you're about to tell me right now. Perfect. That's just how I like it. I would bet that most people do not know what this is. Uh, But I will say, when you pose the question, what did people back in, what, 1880-whatever do... Yeah, um, I. It got me thinking, what did they do? I know. Like, Every single time my power goes out, my husband and I have the same you, conversation about, oh my God, what, what did. would we have done? What would we be doing right now? Well, then you find out real fast yeah. because you don't have any power. You're yeah. like, I guess I've been meaning to read. I guess I've been wanting to look at this wall for an awfully long time now. I get to really study it now. Yeah. I mean, after the derecho show, when we didn't have internet for like four days, he got to go to work and like help people at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I was stuck at home. And I was like, I guess I'll read like a loser. Yeah. And then you realize how ill prepared you are to pick up a book. Yeah, that is so true. I actually You're really like, like... I don't have books What <laughs> are books. What? What? It's out these days. I really love reading until someone makes me read something. Like the internet mm. made me read all those books that I'd been buying over the years because they sounded nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So anyways, that's what I imagine people were just like all the time, just angry reading. Just like <laughs> <laughs> belligerently reading. <laughs> just fury reading everything. Uh, Okay. Let's set the scene. The Missouri-Kansas-Texas Railroad, which is a really stupid name for a railroad, uh, also known as the MKT or the Katie, like as in Perry, Katie. Uh, they just dropped the M? They were like, yeah. can't, sorry, Missouri, can't be bothered. Well, I think that's how anyone who doesn't live in Missouri feels about Missouri. Ooh, Madison's about to start some beef with Missouri. <laughs> as someone who lived in Kansas for three years, I can tell you that there are no Missouri fans there. Mm, well, that's also Kansas City specific um, beef that that has had. Mm, yeah, even though it is the Missouri side of Kansas City that is far superior to the Kansas side. Like you're asking for enemies. I don't understand why you keep like t- sharing these hot, these polarizing hot takes. I'm just, I just... <laughs> I'm in a mood to start something. I'm in okay. a mood. <laughs> I want okay. to sow the seeds direct of insurrection. All of your emails <laughs> to Madison and me. <laughs> okay. Anyways, the Katie was originally. I also saw it referred to as KT, like just the letters, but it was, whatever. I'm going to call it Katie, like Katie Perry.
1: Anyways, I think they sound
0: the same. Regardless they they, of they do, how do you spell but them. to me, they sound very different. Okay. Anyways, okay. shush. The Katy was originally established in 1865 under the name Union Pacific Railway, Southern Branch. As many railroads did at the time, the Katy expanded, and soon the railway replaced their 30-ton steam engines with newer, bigger, and badder 60-ton engines. Mm, Upgrade, yeah. With their now-obsolete stockpile of older 30-ton steam engines, the Katy began to wonder, whatever will we do with all these trains? Enter Katie Agent William Crush. Ooh, I bet you William has. Little Billy has an idea of what to do with those trains. Oh, does he? Crush had heard about a neat little ditty at Buckeye Park near Lancaster, Ohio, where the Columbus and Hawking Valley Railroad staged a locomotive crash that drew 20,000 spectators. Wow. And this man's last name is Crush? Crush. Yeah. Okay. I know. I, know. <laughs> I just... I Given the intro and the background that you've given me just right here, right now, something tells me that's a very fortuitous last He's name. Truly, truly At least is. ironic. Mm-hmm. So, so they staged a train crash and people, theater, (laughs) people, a lot of people, 20,000 people were like, okay, that sounds fun. I mean, if it's low stakes, you're like, no one's on board. Why not just crash two trains together? I guess I would probably pay money to see that, and too. And that is exactly why this is a story of our people. Okay. <laughs> it's because... I want to pay you to make a controlled disaster so I can <laughs> exactly. watch. That does sound like something we would do. That okay. is exactly okay. why I was interested in this. I also mm-hmm. want to mention early on that I am doing this because our dad suggested... That I do this one, so he pointed this out. Dad to me. knew about this. One? Dad knew. I don't. I didn't ask any questions. I'm not <laughs> sure why, but it was a great suggestion, and I'm doing it. So, shout Especially out to Dad. Especially given the era, it's not like, oh, I remember when. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that is true. He was not there for this. Uh, so, anyways, mm-hmm. okay, so. The That railroad company didn't charge admission. They made money from railroad passenger traffic to and from the park for the crash. It was a huge success and it got Crush thinking. So he went to his superiors and proposed a similar idea and his superiors were all about it. They put him in charge of the publicity stunt and then presumably went back to twisting their fabulous mustaches and polishing their monocles. <laughs> <laughs> the picture you're painting. So they're all the Monopoly man? Just all of them. Yes, they are. Who doesn't have a monocle apparently? I guess that's a misremembered fact about the Monopoly ma- doesn't have a monocle. I know. Is is that called the Mandela effect? I think so, yeah. I collectively misremembered memory. Yeah. Berenstein so. Bernstein. Yeah. I wish I hadn't I was just laughing so hard at my own joke. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> yeah, you <I> did. Really <laughs> you it. did. No 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 no. It was Christine. It was okay. wonderful. I just I laughed as I wrote it. I laughed as I read it. <laughs> Uh, it's so it's so sad i'm no you need to be your biggest fan moo i am (laughs) i'm amazing i'm so funny exactly (laughs) exactly oh okay good for you center myself thank you (laughs) you. Uh, okay Katie also made their event free, but planned for special excursion trains that would run to and from the planned crash site. The price of these excursions was two dollars per round trip ticket from anywhere in the state. Do you want to guess how much that is today? Ninety four dollars, sixty two twenty two. But you're not I wasn't that, that far, far off. off. No, <laughs> not at all. Not so bad. And when you think about it, this uh, this is in Texas, so a round trip ticket from anywhere in the state is kind of a big deal for whatever reason i was thinking they were going to ohio because that's well, where that's where you'd heard about it. that yes that is true i see well that is a less impressive trip however texas as we'll never let you forget is very big it's so huge. i guess two dollars for uh anywhere in state travel is uh Well, I guess it's, I I would say it's decent, even though, you know, it's $64 today. That's still, you know, can't get a plane ticket across the state for $64. i am not sure if the railroad was reaching into the outermost parts of Texas, the truly undesirable areas out in West Texas, but... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> you are just racking up the enemies. We are so sorry, everyone in like El Paso. I'm sure it's wonderful out there. I'm Marfa. sure it is. I'm okay. Cut that part. It'll I will create too many enemies. Amarillo. I'm <laughs> like so sorry. Okay. Uh. Anyways, I'm not sure how far the railroad was reaching. Like, if it really did go out to the very outer bits of Texas. But regardless, that I don't know. That's a lot of money, and it was definitely a lot of money back then, but I'm still kind of impressed because Texas is really big. Well, a uh, $2 fare between Dallas and Austin is way less impressive than a $2 fare between Dallas and El, Pas- El-, El Paso. That is very true. Yeah. Okay. They made this a little more of a spectacle than the Ohio folks. They Because drill- it's Texas. <sighs> exactly. They just have to. It's in their nature. It's the law. Mm-hmm. They drilled water wells, put up a big tent from the Ringling Brothers, erected a grandstand, three speaker stands, a platform, for, oh, a platform for reporters, two telegraph offices, and a train depot specially crafted for the occasion with a giant sign that proclaimed the site as Crush, Texas, which is kind of narcissistic if you ask me. Um, it's hugely narcissistic, but I mean... If my last name was Crush and I was in the business of destroying trains, then who knows? I might go the same way. Yeah, totally. But wow, what fanfare. What uh, showboating. There were carnival games, lemonade stands, medicine shows, cigar vendors, and various- Sorry, back it. Wait, pause it. Back it up. What's a medicine show? I knew you were going to ask me about that. I'm so glad because (laughs) if you didn't have an answer for me, I was going to stop the show right now er, and make everyone do a quick Google. Do you want to guess what a medicine show is before I tell you? Um... I it's really my guess would be very grim. Fortunately, the lobotomy hadn't been uh, invented by then. But if I had to guess, it would be like a doctor coming around performing like weird medical things on people. Like that is not that wrong, actually. Basically, oh a uh, like a I maybe they called him chemist back then, but a pharmacist would get oh, up, like a druggist. A oh, druggist. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word I was thinking of. A druggist would stand on top of. Of um, What I'm assuming was a very sad platform that uh, in the middle of a small crowd, hold up a bottle of arsenic and say, this is great for your kids. Goes great with this side of cocaine that'll heal their cold. And that's what it was. They would take medicine and just talk about how amazing it was. But medicine back then was basically hard drugs or poison. And then they would encourage you to the give good it to old your children. Yeah. <laughs> and that is what a medicine show was well um a little disappointed that we don't still don't have medicine shows today but i would want to see the merch in action honestly oh like gosh. if i know the on, on somebody else not on me <laughs> <laughs> like a demo i want to see somebody else take it to make sure it really is safe and sound yes uh well i can assure you that <clears throat> nothing they were selling was safe and sound well, I mean, it didn't sound like, well, yeah, no, the Coke was definitively bad. Uh, the arsenic, maybe the mercury, maybe some of the other things that we were like, hey, drink this, see what happens. Yeah. I guess that was still too early yet for uh, the radioactive stuff. It's not like they were saying, here, put this in your eyes, you'll glow." <laughs> Try this radium. Tastes Try great. this radium. Yeah. And we were like, drink this arsenic. It'll kill the ghosts in your blood. It'll be great. Blood ghosts. Oh. Uh, medicine. How far are we from? A four-mile segment of track was built just for the occasion to ensure that a runaway train couldn't end up on the main Katy line, which was really good thinking. Thankfully, that is not what we are here to talk about. <laughs> Because I'm assuming these were, like, conductorless, so you're just setting a conductorless train loose on the track to go literally across the state. Exactly. Our locomotives were two 35-short-ton decommissioned Baldwin engines, number 999 and number 1001. One was painted green with red trim and the other red with green trim. Sounds That's glamorous. That's confusing. I, okay. Well, don't think about it too much. It doesn't matter. I'm just trying okay. to paint you a word picture. <laughs> I And I appreciate that, but it's still confusing because it's like, mm, okay. The com- they were red and green. They were very pretty. They had been dressed up for the occasion. Oh, their funeral clothes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I took it there. It's so dark. It's grim, but it's true. Here, it we're going to make you look nice and purdy for your death. <laughs> Each okay. engine would pull six boxcars behind it that were chained together to prevent them from going rogue before the crash. Wait, so it's not just the engines, it's six They want to build up cars? momentum and weight behind them. But the engines are the heaviest... They, I mean, they're massive. They're huge. But also, this is for, this is a spectacle. This is for the show. These boxcars, you know, the more that you have involved, the more like destruction there's going to be. Oh, sure, sure. I know how I, I get that. I'm just, I, it just seemed like wasteful? to me it would wasteful and unnecessary. I like, I just a boxcarless boom seemed like it would be a big enough boom. But then again, and it's never enough. It's, it's never, never enough. It's never enough. One day prior to the spectacle, railroad officials performed a speed test to figure out where exactly the trains would collide, which seems like a really, I don't know, rudimentary way of figuring out what exactly was going to happen. <laughs> this whole thing just seems like really, I don't know. It's, it's okay. We'll find out what happens next. The engineers assured Crush that his little mad scientist venture was completely safe. Most importantly, and you'll want to remember this little tidbit for the future, they told him that there was no way that the boilers would rupture because they had been specifically designed to resist rupture, and that even in a high-speed crash, just like the one they were planning, they would be totally, absolutely, definitely, completely not exploded. This feels a lot like when they said the Titanic was unsinkable. That is an excellent comparison to make. (laughs) Not to bring it back to the Titanic again, Again. but... yeah. We'll, we'll just put every disaster in terms of Titanic. <laughs> Titanic, yeah. Uh, Crush, in a stroke of common sense, insisted on restricting the bystanders to a minimum of 200 yards, that's 180 meters, uh, from the track. However, the members of the press were allowed within 100 yards... Uh, They had expected about 20,000 to 25,000 people, but they were so good at their marketing, their destructive soiree, that they sold out more than 30 special excursion trains, those that'll come from anywhere in the state, to the event. So there were actually between 30,000 and 50,000 people there. About giving the press closer access, this is a time where it's not like the press are taking high-def pictures or videos. I guess they were taking pictures, but yeah. But that's where I'm like, oh, the press gets special access, and I'm like, to do what? To write better, different words? What are they going to do from 100 feet closer versus 200, you know? Basically. Interesting. Okay. Well, bet you they regretted that. Oh, did they? The crash was delayed for an hour because spectators resisted being pushed back to a safe distance by the police. Of course. You can't tell me what to do. (laughs) Around 5 p.m., the two engines slowly approached the meeting point for a quick photo op and... Uh, they like literally came and kiss, <laughs> kissed the trains together. <laughs> it was I thought you were Should referring that. Out? <laughs> no, I'm not cutting that out. No, that's the most adorable picture of trains <laughs> I've ever heard. You can see the picture. They're they're right up there. They they'll give a little smooch mm. to each other before before they start start the event cue it little warm up little little handshake yep so there's a picture of the trains nose to nose like right there then they rolled them back to their starting points each one mile from the meeting point so they're two miles apart yeah okay Oh, oh my god this is great okay what a show of hubris crush the humble man that he was rode in on a white stallion and signaled oh my god <laughs> and signaled for the trains to start by dropping a white hat to the ground uh, the, okay here's the other which thi- no one could see exactly okay here's the other thing that I want to mention is that so we've got our meeting point which is obviously where everyone is crowded around and being conservative we'll say there's like 35,000 people there conservatively oh my god i know there it's a small meeting point granted the trains are big and like an explosion or not an explosion but this wasn't meant to be an explosion this is just meant to be a crash not yeah. everyone's going to be able to see that like right especially and 200 yards isn't that far away but that's like you're still a decent i don't know it's just like he named the crash site after himself he rode in on a white stallion why I don't. <sighs> and in reality, when when you think about what this was supposed to be, they build stadiums up to house this many people, and even then, you still have high def megatrons that are yeah. like twenty by twenty TVs big, and people are built up in stands. And so I can just imagine all these people walking into a field, being like, "Okay, what do we do now?" And it's kind of like. Maybe I should have just stayed home and read a yeah. book. I don't know. Is this? Am I going to be able to see anything? I would way rather be angry reading my book tonight by that tiny little <laughs> wax candle my grandma made me yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you. Um, okay. So at the drop of his hat, the train started down the track. And after exactly four turns of the drive wheels, the engineers and crew aboard jumped off. Because someone had to start the trains how fast I, I don't know, think they were going very happen. fast i think we we're okay. going pretty slow at that point uh that's not where the disaster was <laughs> no, not that I, I well that's i guess i i'm a little surprised sometimes it's just one one thing right after another that, But that's good that is, that is true. good that that's not where the fatalities occurred <laughs> okay here's an excerpt from the september 16th issue of the dallas morning news that describes what happened next uh, Bailey, would you like to read this in your best 19th century oh newsy voice? <laughs> Sure. If I send this to you in a text, sure. Okay. <laughs> this is so long. Okay. I know you don't have to do. Oh, I'm committing. Okay. All right. Uh Bailey is a professional voice actor. So okay. Why would you? Why would you? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> this is not the time to tell people that because you have now told me I need to sound like an 1880s Southwest Texas old man. Yeah. Basically. But I'm going to go for it. Um, This is not an audition. I'm not claiming to be an expert in this. We're just going to see what happens. Okay. All right. The rumble of two trains, faint and far off at first, but growing nearer and more distant with each fleeting second, was like the gathering force of a cyclone. Nearer. And nearer they came, the whistles of each blowing repeatedly and the torpedoes which had been placed on the track exploding in almost a continuous round like a rattle of musketry. Musketry, that's an interesting... <clears throat> okay, They rolled down at a frightful rate of speed to within a quarter of a mile of each other nearer and nearer as they approached a fatal meet. Midi- and then your text cut off. <laughs> I'll send you the last sentence if you can edit. Gears, you're doing a great job. <laughs> I am truly exceeded any expectations <laughs> I had. Okay, we're going to take that last sentence again because Madison's full text didn't come through on the chat. Nearer and nearer as they approached the fatal meeting place, the rumbling increased and the roaring grew louder. Thank you so much. That was Thank beautiful. You. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm so impressed. It's like I was there. Um, that is exactly what I try and do. I try and transport my listeners to wherever, you know, take them with me on my journey. You can hire me anytime you want. Okay. This is not your advertising time. Plug, 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 (laughs) plug, plug. Uh, I would love for you to get a job from from that. (laughs) Work from this? That would make me so happy. (laughs) Okay. Each train reached 45 miles per hour or 72 kilometers per hour. And met just where they were supposed to. And everything was awesome and safe. For the big kiss. Yes, for the big kiss. The big <laughs> And everything was awesome and safe and violent. The end. Just kidding. Wait. No. What? Everything was awful. Remember those boilers that were totally rupture-proof and definitely not going to explode? They definitely didn't explode, right? They definitely did not explode. Uh, okay. Do you want to guess what happens next? Because... Well, I'm going to go with they exploded. Yeah. Contrary to everyone's (laughs) belief, they exploded. I actually have another excerpt from the Dallas Morning News, but I won't make you read it if you don't want to. Please don't. I don't think anybody else wants to. No, it's fine. Okay. Uh, So I'll let the talented writers of the Dallas Morning News take this one, too. A crash, a sound of timbers rent and torn, and then a shower of splinters. There was just a swift instance of silence, and then, as if controlled by a single impulse, both boilers exploded simultaneously, and the air was filled with flying missiles of iron and steel, varying in size from a postage stamp to half of a driving wheel. Yeah. Of heavy metal. Of heavy, hot metal. Molten metal. Okay, not molten, but hot. I mean, it's, it's pretty hot. Huh? It okay, is pretty okay, hot. So it's not liquid, I get it. It's okay, not. Okay, yes. fine. Um, Debris was thrown absolutely everywhere. There was panic. There was running. There was hot metal being rocketed into the crowd of our fellow mayhem-loving people. Unfortunately. People all the way in the back heard it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, and although kind of miraculously... Uh only two people were killed and six were seriously injured. I really expected the numbers on this one to be worse. Obviously, I'm yeah. very happy they weren't worse, but this, I was very surprised. This includes a photographer, Jarvis Joe Dean of Waco, who lost an eye to a flying bolt. But he did not die. He he just lost no, the eye. Just lost the Which eye. sucks, but yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh so it was a lot of the press because they were closer that were injured. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just sounded like everywhere was a splash zone. There was no, mm-hmm. you know, no seat left dry. Yeah, the trains and their boxcars were reduced to a pile of rubble, except the last two boxcars on each side were left totally untouched. I was gonna say, I thought you said they released the boxcars. No. Oh, they okay. no, they were chained to the engine so they wouldn't release. That makes sense because I did have a question about, wow, they really designed something to, like, release and, like, let the... Okay, this makes more sense. They just sent it all to burn it to the ground. Gotcha. Yeah. And there, uh, there's a picture of the moment that the trains met and exploded. Um, it's cool, but, it, like, an 1886 camera obviously is not the best thing to capture this. Are you looking it up? Yeah, what am I looking up? Uh, crash at Crush. Wow. Yeah, so you can see a picture, which, uh, true. I mean, let's give it up for the photographer who was able to capture that in literally a split second. There are actually a couple of cool pictures. So there's one of the explosion, but what I think might even be a cooler one is this isn't the kiss because it looks like it's in high speed, like their cars are blurred, but you can see these smoke trails, and it looks like literally the moment right Mm -hmm. before they come together. Yeah, that is some really impressive photography. <laughs> very, yeah. It's not the kiss picture because I'm looking at the kiss picture right mm-hmm. now. Oh, it's so cute. They have no idea what's about to hit them, literally. I know. But uh, wow, good, good on those photographers. And I hope they made it out okay. Me, except for too. the one that lost unfortunately his lost an eye, but not his life. So that's good. Yeah. Despite the unplanned chaos and destruction of the event. Uh, people scrambled to the crash, not to help, but to collect souvenirs. Why? Oh my, why? I will never understand this. The other time, um, that I can think of where it's like, was the, um, was it the axe murder house also in Texas? The one where someone took a raisin from the cake? Is that what you're thinking? Um, maybe, but it's because like there was nothing else left in the house. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's like a phenomenon of that time where instead of, there couldn't be any forensic investigation because there was (laughs) nothing left. People took souvenirs from crime scenes and catastrophe scenes. Interesting. They grabbed anything they could carry, even sometimes burning themselves on pieces of metal that were still hot from the explosion. I mean, let that be a lesson. Unsurprisingly, this story was front page news. Crush was obviously fired from the Katie. However, people somehow weren't upset about this at all, so he was rehired. The, sorry. So he was rehired the next Rahired. day. Rehired. He was rehired the next day because there was no negative publicity, and that means there are no consequences for your actions. Woo! What? Yep, he kept working for the Katie for another 60 years. Okay, did he do this again? No. He did not okay. do this again. <laughs> I think well, he that's lived out good. a very quiet existence after this. <laughs> That's, that's good. Predictably, there were lawsuits and the Katie was quick to settle them all with cash and lifetime railroad passes because there's no one else they'd rather, people would rather entrust their safe travels with than the company that planned a catastrophically destructive and dangerous event for fun. Yeah. Promise not to blow you up on purpose when you're on our trains. Yeah. Despite the tragedy of it all, business was a booming for the Katie after this. Many, many more railroad staged locomotive collisions just like this until trains became less cool uh sorry this started a trend of oh, train well crisis. the buckeye one kind of started a trend and then this but the first commercial like do it up big let's make it a family affair yeah kind of well because as far as everyone else knew they were like oh look at how great this was for them oh two people died <clears throat> only two people yeah exactly and uh, yeah it's awful so you could say we learned exactly nothing from this uh, there is now a historical marker a few miles from the site in the town of West, Texas, that you can visit today. Really? Yeah. But it's still, it's not called Crush? Crash? No. Is it? Crush? it's Well, oh. the town of West is closest to where the site is. I think the Crush, like the depot sign, is actually still there. I think you can go see that. I thought I read that somewhere. City of West. Yeah, it just says Crash it Crush. City of West. Yeah. Huh. And that is the story of the crash at Crush. Something a little lighter for us this week. Um, I think for as poor of an example as this man was in terms of safety uh, hubris, um, I'm gonna name my baby boy Crush. <laughs> First name Crush. I think you Last should. name Danger. Like <laughs> something like um every time you were calling him by his last name it sounded like it was a first name and i was like hmm he's gonna be destined for like monster truck rallies or the wwe and i'll okay isn't, isn't up, that the name from the, of the turtle from finding nemo Grudge. oh maybe <laughs> i don't, don't know why i need to just say it like that to uh turtle from finding nemo Grudge. yeah yeah <laughs> Good 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 memory moo. Thank you. So he could turn out to be super chill, I guess cuz you're like crushing waves. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, what a legacy. Yeah. Um did he have children? Like <laughs> who? I hope someone carried on the name. I'm sorry, I'm still so caught up on his name, but I, know. I just it couldn't have been a better match for the situation. Truly. Yeah. I, I could never, as I was researching it before I got to his role in all of this, I was like, why did, or is like, calling it the crash at Crush? That's so weird. Is that just like a really bad 19th pun. century attempt at a pun in humor? The media? <laughs> like, yeah. They had nothing to do and they weren't funny. That's not fair. <laughs> but no, there you go. That's the story. That's what happened. Wow. Uh, thanks, Moo. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. What a nice disaster. Uplifting. I mean, obviously, two lives lost. It's nothing to uh, take lightly. But what a bizarre disaster. I know. It's a little easier to swallow than some of the other ones. It is. And it's also one of those, like, face palms where, unlike, you know, uh. An avalanche, or uh, you know, just these kind of slow burn, long time coming disasters. This is like someone woke up <laughs> and made bad, cho- consciously made bad someone choice after woke bad up choice. and chose chaos, chose chaos that and day. Woke up like, and said, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to destroy something. <laughs> I'm destroy some stuff." And that's what they did. And then people were like, "Good job." Let's do that again. Yeah, and again. Yep. There like was the original stunt marketing. Yeah, and not once in my research did I run into any instance of any law enforcement being like, mm, mm, "Really wish you hadn't done that." <laughs> yeah. No authority, just chiming not in, and being like, "Single." Maybe person. we cool it on that. Maybe maybe it did happen. <clears throat> maybe the police or sheriff or cowboys in West were like. Hey, partner... (laughs) Not around here, partner. <laughs> uh, as far as I know, that did not happen. There were literally no consequences for this. He was fired. And then as soon as his boss was like, oh, people aren't mad at us. You can come back. And then he was rehired. This is a little, I mean, it's not even a little. It's very much like stunt marketing today, right? <laughs> like, people get upset about about that kind of stuff, too. But it's like, mm, how far can we push that envelope, though? Like, how mad are you really? Yeah. yeah we haven't learned. We haven't learned. No. And will we ever? No, absolutely no. not. Wow. This has been a fun That we one. know of. I had a good time. It was a really fun one, Moo. Way to, to bring some new and different energy to this week's episode. I hope everybody else out there enjoyed it as much as we did. I did, certainly. I thought my jokes were hilarious, so
1: I had a great I time. I also <laughs> thought
0: your jokes were perfectly adequate. It's always, so. I can never be truly funny because I laugh at my own jokes as I make them in my head before I even say them and I kill the punchline because my delivery is so horrible no no I think that's part of it there's (sighs) there's there's a reason why like they're funny um there are like compilations of SNL actors breaking in their skits because when you know something's so funny it's coming that in and of itself comedy gold good point that's a very good point you always know how to bring me back up boom mic drop mic drop (laughs) Done. <laughs> oh, this was a good time. Thank you, it best was friends, for so good. <laughs> for going yes, thank on you, best friends, trip with us for your support for listening to this and every other episode we have up. Which, if you're new to the podcast, we have quite a few episodes. If you want to go check them out, not all of them are as lighthearted as this one, but you know you go on an emotional adventure with us. So please do, please subscribe. Rate. Review. Tell your friends. (sighs) Tell your hamster. Tell. (laughs) It won't do us much good, but yes, please. (laughs) Maybe somebody will overhear your conversation with your hamster (laughs) and after telling you you need to seek help, they'll listen too. Just tell someone. Bring them into our best friend circle and we'll all talk about horrifying disasters together and it'll be great. Or just, you know, light, lighthearted calamities such as this one. That too. That's fine. Yep. Thank you so much for listening with us. Or no, listening to us. Okay. I'm going to start again. <laughs> I'm going to start again. Go uh, That's it. That's it. Uh, do you want to give us a, a newsy send off? <clears throat> no. Okay. All right. <clears throat> uh, okay. Thanks for listening another week. We had a great time, and we will see you next week. Same time next week, y'all. Bye. Bye.